Today we talked to SJD about his new album, Sweetheart. We found Sean at his home in Dunedin, where he's keen to talk about making the new record with a few friends, such as Julia Deans, Lawrence Arabia, Anika Moa, Don McGlashan, and Tammy Nielsen, just to name a few. But we start out by going back to when Sweetheart was just a gleam in young SJD's eye. Yeah, well, a few of the songs had been floating around for a couple of years, but in general, um, the uh, it, it probably started turning itself into record proper after the first lockdown. I found right. that the first lockdown was a profoundly anxious and uncreative time for me, and emerging from it, right. um, it was like a little bit backed up, and I yeah, was inspired. So yeah, yeah, that was um, that was uh, how it was, uh, and and I just uh, sort of got into it a, a, an entirely. Uh, um, sort of uh, obsessive kind of uh, process for me. Yeah. Right. Cool. So I see that you've kind of, uh, at least I think you may have been quoted as describing the album as a kind of a game of two halves. So if that's true, yeah. uh, please elaborate for us. <laughs> Incredibly simplistically, um, the first half I see is my is sort of the synth pop side. Um, right. And... Um, that, that sort of, uh, for me, as, as again, like um, like influenced by notions of uh, uh, early '80s synth pop and sort of some kind of hyper pop ideas in there, right. and um, the and the second half is uh, more, I guess you say, um, organic songwritery in a more traditional kind of way. Even though there's a sort right. of a a, a little um, a, a, like there's a medley right bang in the middle of it right uh, abbey road style medley i suppose yeah yeah oh, cool so yeah uh, you mentioned the early 80s it's, uh have you heard troy kingy's latest album he's kind of mined that same time period but i haven't course, as yet yours sounds like nothing like his so there you go <laughs> no it's entirely different well i mean uh, you know, like i'm not sure how alive how old is Troy? I'm not sure how alive he was during that period. <laughs> I, I think he was born in '84. So, oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that that music was the was the music of my my uh, teenage years, and uh, and I still right. uh, still love it. From about right. 1980 to 1983 was a particularly um, golden era of 80s synth pop. Yeah. Right. So I see you have quite a few uh, guests filling out uh, the record. People like Tammy Nielsen and Julia and Deans and uh, yeah, all sorts of folks. So that was that kind of after you created the initial tracks or in conjunction with how how did the creative process work for you? Oh, very much, very much. Um, the singers uh, came along um, nearly at the end of the process. There was lots of um, iterations of multi-tracked me, right? Oh, my dog is barking. <laughs> there's lots of uh, there's lots of you know multi-tracked me, and it's just it's altogether too much. It's really nice to get some other voices in there, right? As a sort of a, a supporting kind of Greek chorus, I suppose, or um, right, you know, right. a, a yeah. supporting players in in my own um, movie about me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very good. Um, so yeah, they so, came. So in, the opening right, track is they cool. came right toward the end, and right. So the opening track is my exploding head, and I, I think that's Tammy Nielsen in there, isn't it? Tell me who can I be when my head's exploding? 
the original iteration had me doing a sort of a, a slightly hammy <laughs> falsetto there. And uh, right. I had a few people go, well, you know, that sounds all right, but, um, you know, maybe we should get somebody else to sing that bit. And, I'm, you know, I followed up on that suggestion. It occurred to me um, after a while that Tammy would be the perfect person for that. And uh, luckily for me, she was keen to give it a go. So, yeah, she's a fantastic yep, job, I reckon. Yep. I reckon she always does. She's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> and, and did you have in mind the kind Absolutely. of voice you wanted yeah. to hear on some of these tracks? Uh, and then take it from there. Or what, what was your thought like? Yeah, it's it's like they're all people that I know. And I mean, so so Tammy's one is, uh, I mean, that that is sort of different from others and that it's a real feature voice. Right. Particularly in that part. Yep. Uh, as, yep. And in terms of <clears throat> thinking of the kind of voice I wanted, it's more like thinking of the kind of personality I wanted, I guess, um, right. in those other songs from from the singers that I that I know that I know. Yeah. Uh huh. And I see you got a video for "You Are the Movement," which I, it looks like it was shot. Yeah, I, I think I read that it was shot on an iPhone somewhere back in like 2018. that in Beijing just just um, good old tourist footage I, we found a particularly lovely intersection uh, interesting intersection from uh, close to where we were staying yeah I just took some slow-mo footage for about like 15-20 minutes right. and um, when I was putting the video together I was just going to make a lyric video with some old footage I had, but it seemed to just work incredibly well, just lined up against cool. the song perfectly in so many instances. And it was yep. just a matter of trying to like edit it together to make it look like it was uh, all of a piece. Yeah. Yep. It's amazing how many times editing can be just a series of happy accidents <laughs> sometimes, you know, so it's like, yeah, hey, that works. Good Absolutely. You, you, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, it, yep. it, it completely is. I, I feel like, um, Maybe it's just like it, there's nothing special about it. Maybe it's just the brain making connections. But I feel like so often there's, there's just uh, little uh, serendipities that are um, that just uh, I can't explain. Just, um, compared to what you've done in the past, will people think this is kind of a, a continuation of what you've done or a departure? Or how, how do you look at it musically? Oh, I don't see it as a departure. I mean, uh, I mean, I see it as referring back to other records quite a lot. Um, right. A dear friend of mine wrote me a nice little review and said that he thought he viewed it as being um, sort of a, a, you know, a, like a summing up and an iteration of my previous releases in a way that um, kind of uh, made sense of previous things that might not have been connected. Yeah, right. it's, it's made a few connections that weren't explicit before, perhaps. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. How a, a new record can kind of make more sense out of the old ones. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, you know, that can definitely happen in the negative. Um, yeah, that's too, true. Yeah. Where you yeah. see a, a sort of an incipient a kind of musical tendencies or lyrical tendencies or whatever that you don't like, but you 
you there's a sort of a, a willing suspension of disbelief if you like because of these other things you like about the music and when right. they finally give in to those uh, those sort of indulgences uh, <laughs> it sort of sours the rest of their um, their output yeah right 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 and you did some recording here uh, just around the corner at Roundhead right uh, yes um, yep yeah, recorded some um, recorded some drums there early on. That's the, the the real drums are all on the B side um, with oh, okay. uh, Chris O'Connor playing, and um, and and he and uh, yep that uh, re- recorded them at at um, Roundhead, most of them at Roundhead, and then almost at the end of the session recorded um, real strings and oboe, yeah right yeah strings sound nice. It's a, was that an afterthought almost because you recorded them last or how did they enter the picture? Oh, no, not an over the, the the parts. The parts were there in right. in, in MIDI format, and um, yeah, I, I just needed them to be to be real. And uh, luckily, I had um, PL um, yep. function as an entire string quartet. She's pretty my good. Huh? Was running pretty low <laughs> by that stage, but I'm glad she did, she did a fantastic job. But yeah, so, yeah. So now the record's out. What's the plan going forward? Are you touring? Are you re- making more records already? Uh, what's your status? Um, I've got, I mean, I've got the sort of, um, parts of about three records on the, on the go. This is quite right. often how I am anyway. Um, I don't really quite know, uh, where they're at yet. Um, hopefully, I mean, another record will be ready within the year. Right. Um, in terms of touring again, that's something I want to do, but I, part of, you know, being screwed away doing this and, um, lockdowns and whatever as i don't have uh, a live show ready to bring out into the world right, right. um which is a disadvantage because i know most new zealand artists are very good at having a show ready to go when they release an, release an album yep. um but uh I, I think there's also an advantage in that um interested parties will get to know the album sure um a little bit before i go and play it live um and it won't be like oh he's playing a new song Right, right, right. Yep, that's true. That's one way to look at it. And and if when you do get it on the road, what kind of uh, ensemble will you be playing with? Uh, again, that's a little bit up in the air. I mean, I have a band yeah. up in Auckland, but I'm living down in Dunedin at the moment. I don't really quite have right. a band. So yep. whether it means I go and spend some time up there or, or start a new uh, collective of Dunedin musicians um, or even just... Uh, sort of um, get a sort of a solo show together. Um, right. I've got ideas for all of those things. It's just um, making them a reality. Um, yep. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. making them good. Yeah. Right. So you've been doing this for a while. How, how does the, but the music business itself has changed dramatically almost from day to day these days. How, how do you, how does it work for you? Do you find it easier to get your music out there? More difficult? No, you it's not it easier. I mean, it, <laughs> no. No, it's a complete mystery to me. I mean, I've had people help me in the past. Um, this time, I do. I definitely have got people coming along and helping me. Without whom, it, it would just be nowhere. But I, I've had, you know, a, a few, Victoria Kelly really helped me out. I've got oh, um, Zach Zach Arnold just helping me at the moment. Um, yep. You know, uh, uh, um, um, uh, Penny Black 
um, from Native Tongue has really been, uh, or from Concord Music has uh, really been uh, incredibly um, helpful to me. I, I think they take pity on me. Right. I think the music's okay. They can see that I'm completely, uh, I'm flailing around. <laughs> they, they come and uh, they, they they come and help me out, which is which is very kind of them. So yeah. Well, yeah, take it any way you can, even out of pity. Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah, even out of pity. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nothing wrong with it, uh, with a, with yeah. a dose of pity. Yeah, you can work it somehow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you need to, yeah, these days you just got to get by with it however you can. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing if you bring the show up here and hear some of these songs in, uh, in Whammy or Wine Cellar or Tuning Fork or place like that. So it'd be cool. Yeah, or the town hall, yeah. <laughs> or the town hall or the power <laughs> station, knows? wherever you Who at. knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. No, yep. That's Alrighty. the idea. I, I hopefully it will turn into something good. I'm sure yep. it will eventually. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Oh, thanks, Marty.